So the message that I'm preaching today is about God's peace and God's pleasure. It's about peace and pleasure, and we see this referenced in Luke chapter 2. So I'm going to read Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 14. And if if you've got your Bibles, you might as well keep a a bookmark in there. We'll keep coming back to Luke chapter 2. So Luke 2, 8 through 14. In the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Isn't that awesome? Good news, great joy, all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When we look at words in scripture and we read them in English and we just read them in English, sometimes we miss the bigger picture of what God is trying to say. Sometimes we miss power behind a certain word. Uh, This text wasn't written in English, and I think we're doing ourselves a a disservice when we only read this in English. Because there's certain words we just, we assign the translation that we have come to know. And, And this is definitely the case with the word for peace. So parents, if you've got kids home from school right now, um, this word peace definitely has a very specific meaning to you right now. You know, peace and quiet, and we long for it. You know, we long you know, for the words, I'm bored, what else is there to do to just, just end? And then they can, they can say those words at school. You know, and their teachers will hear that. But that word for peace that we hear proclaimed, peace on earth. It's the Greek word, irene, and this is the translation of that word for peace. It's of the Messiah's peace. Of the Messiah's peace. The way that leads to salvation. So when we're talking about peace, and we're talking about the Messiah's peace, we're going to ask, what is the Messiah's peace? I've actually got two questions for us. Number one, what is the Messiah's peace? And who are those with whom God is well pleased? Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with him he is pleased. So what is the Messiah's peace? The word Messiah refers to the promised anointed one who would be king of Israel, who would be our victorious king, And to know what the Messiah's peace is, we just have to grab a hold of the fact that the Messiah is Jesus. Jesus is the anointed one, and he is the fulfillment of God's promise. So what is his peace? His peace is shalom. The Messiah's peace is shalom. And shalom means wholeness, completeness. 
This is not a peace that is brought about by favorable conditions in our lives. This is not a peace that's dictated by any sort of circumstances in our lives. It's not a peace that comes from peace and quiet when we have no disturbances. It's not a peace when there is no fighting or arguing or war. And this is not a peace that is born out of agreement and unity among men. The Messiah's peace is a peace that is fully described and communicated as wholeness, completeness, and that is only found through Jesus Christ. That is only found through the Messiah. You look at the the Greek word for salvation, sozo, and it means saved, healed, delivered. When we are saved, we're, we're not just saved by grace in Jesus Christ. We're healed physically, emotionally, mentally. He is our healer. He is our Savior. We're delivered. We're set free. We no longer have to be slaves or, or, or in bondage. And you pair that with the word for peace. We are to live our lives in peace. But friends, peace is not dictated by the circumstances around us. Peace is dictated by who we are in Christ Jesus. We have shalom. We have wholeness. And we are complete in him. And this is what the angel of the Lord and the multitude of hosts praise God in proclamation with and promising that Jesus would bring onto the earth wholeness in him. This is good news of great joy for all people. This this shalom, this peace is offered to all people. Salvation, sozo, is offered to all people for everyone who will believe. Glory, that verse, Luke 2, 14 again, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Now, depending on your translation, it might say peace and, and goodwill towards men. But that goodwill towards men, it kind of leaves it unclarified. Peace among those with whom he is pleased. We see in both the Old Testament promise and in the New Testament fulfillment that the Father is pleased with his Son. Isaiah 42.1 there's the prophetic word. It says, Behold my servant whom I uphold, my chosen, in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring forth justice to the nations. This is speaking of Jesus Christ. And it says, In whom my soul delights. In whom my soul is pleased. Jesus is delightful to the Father. There's an old English word that's derived from this word delightful. And this is a legitimate word. Derived from delightful. And that word is dilly. So let me offer this. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly church. 
delightful. Jesus is delightful to the Father. The Father is pleased with Jesus. He takes pleasure in Him. In Matthew 17, Jesus takes Peter and James and John up onto a high mountain. And when they're all alone, something truly awesome happens. All of a sudden, God gives Jesus an appearance of glory. And in verse 2 shows us that his face shone like the sun and his garments became white as light. And then Moses and Elijah joined them. And then in verse 5 of Matthew 17, this happens. He was still speaking when, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And a voice from the cloud said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to Him. In this, we see what Jesus echoed when Jesus was baptized. In Matthew 3.17, And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. This is my Son whom I love. With Him I am well pleased. God is pleased with Jesus. So where does that leave us? That's awesome. God is pleased with Jesus. Where does that leave you and I? In Him. If we believe. If we believe. Quite simply, God is pleased with those who trust their life in Jesus Christ. God is pleased with those who believe in Jesus Christ. God is pleased with those whom when He looks, He sees His Son. Why? Because we are in Him. We are in Christ Jesus, and Christ Jesus is in us. And He looks at us through the fulfillment, the completed work of the cross, the 100% completed work of Jesus Christ, that incredible grace, that incredible love. And He looks at us and He sees the completed work of His Son, and in us, he takes pleasure. He delights. He is pleased. Hebrews 11.6 says this, And without faith, without belief, it is impossible to please God. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that He exists, and must believe that He rewards those who seek Him. Friends, to receive the good pleasure of God the Father, we must make the great exchange. We must give God all of our sin, all of our filthy rags, our filthy rags is what's used to describe our efforts at righteousness outside of Jesus. Our efforts of holiness, our efforts of goodness outside of Jesus, they're filthy rags. So we bring to Him our filthy rags, our sin, our shame, our guilt, our hurts, our brokenness, and our lack. We take this 
and we exchanged them for wholeness. We exchanged them for completeness. We exchange our sin for His salvation. We find peace. We find shalom. We find completeness and wholeness through believing and trusting our lives in Jesus Christ. And we draw near to God through having a relationship with Him. That passage I read says, whoever would draw near to God must believe that He exists and He rewards those who seek Him. So seek Him, I don't get it. I don't get it. Why would it say seek Him? when We've already established that we believe in Him. We've already found Him. So why do we, why do we seek Him? Friends, we, we seek relationship with Him. We seek knowing Him. We seek knowing His heart. We seek knowing His character. We seek knowing Him. We seek relationship with Him. This isn't just a, a fire insurance policy. This isn't just a get out of jail free card. Okay, I believed. No, it says we're rewarded for seeking Him. Yeah, we, we found salvation. We found that peace. But friends, we, we're meant to just lose ourselves in Him. To really know His heart. You know, when, when we talk about doctrine in this church, we look at the Word of God says, and then we always measure it against the Father's heart. And because sometimes we'll read something, and we're like, oh, that's great. And how do we communicate that with the Father's heart? So you got to know His heart. You got to know the heart of God. You got to know His heart. So when we communicate His truths, when we communicate these awesome things contained in His Word, we do so with His heart and we do so in love. When we communicate the truths contained in His Word and we, and we communicate them with love and we express them with love and we live them with love, man, they're easy to receive, they're easy to hear. They change lives. They touch lives. If we communicate anything contained in this word without his love, without the expression of his heart, friends, it, it lacks power. At, at worst, it's a noisy, clinging, obnoxious sound. When we say good things, but without his love, friends, we have to seek to know him. Spend time with him. Worship him. Pray, talk, listen. Communicate. Read something in passage and just ask Him. God, what do you mean? I just read this. What do you mean? Holy Spirit, would you just bring to light what, what is meant in this? Would you show me Jesus in this? And then listen and respond. The answer to these two questions and the declaration of the angel of the Lord and the heavenly hosts that appeared to the shepherds. Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those with whom he is well pleased. The answer to those two questions I ask can be summed up in this verse from Romans chapter 5. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God.
through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through Him, we have also obtained access by faith, by belief into this grace in which we stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Friends, if you've never made that great exchange, your sin in exchange for His incredible grace, then simply call out to Jesus right where you are. Just call out to Him right where you are and say, Jesus, I make this exchange. I give you my best efforts, my worst efforts, my best day, my worst day, my all, my sin. I I bring you all shame and all hurt and all brokenness and all bondage because I can't save myself, but I believe you're the Savior. And I exchange it for your freedom, for your grace, for your love. And so if you've never made that exchange, just right there where you are, just between you and God, just make that declaration with Him right now. I'm not going to call you up. I'm not going to have you stand up. I would encourage you to do this. If you, if right now you are making that exchange, you are making that declaration, then do share it. Share it with people that you love and trust. And I'd love, I mean, even if we've never met, I, I'd love to know. But share it. We're not supposed to keep this to ourselves. This is a light that says it can't be contained.